Hello, hello, my dear audience. I am Peter Resnick, and welcome to the Dr. Peter Resnick's Toolbox. Today, again, I have an open mic show. I welcome your calls right after my little introduction. The number to call is 888-874-4888. Again, 888-874-4888. If you cannot call, uh, you can also email me with your feedback, with your questions at drpeterresnik at gmail.com, D-R-P-T-R-R-E-Z-N, as Nancy, I-K, at gmail.com. Again, many of you already heard me say it many times. I will just repeat to those who are listening to me for the first time. Anybody can call with questions and or comments regarding health and well-being. That's my specialty is mind-body integrative therapy. Um, you can, I deal with uh, emotional challenges and with physical problems using mind-body techniques. You can also call in with your night dreams and I will be happy to work with you because the night dreams are a wonderful, wonderful way to go into your psyche and know what's going on. Uh, I have good news. Uh, last week, uh, I was talking to a gentleman. His name is Jay. But uh, somebody else was trying to read to call in and somehow they couldn't get through, maybe because I was uh, working with somebody else. Somebody whose name is Ileana. And because she couldn't get through, uh, she sent me an email. Eliana called two or three weeks ago, and maybe some of you remember, she had a backache, low backache. And I told her what to do. I gave her an assignment for certain physical exercise and also gave her mental imagery exercise. And she sent me an email saying that her back is well. I'm... Uh, Eliana, you are welcome to call if you have a chance, or if you want to call. But anyway, the good news, uh, Eliana is doing uh, better, uh, and I'm happy to hear that. Last week, uh, a gentleman, as I said, Jay, called and shared with us that he had glaucoma in his right eye. Uh, he called, unfortunately, in the very few minutes uh, of the show, so I couldn't work with him. But I did tell him that I would be happy would be happy to work with him if he calls today. So, and I asked him to send me an email, and he did. Uh, the reason for the email was, and I want to kind of update you uh, what we did so far. <clears throat> I, I assume Jay will be calling because in the email. I send Jay a, a photograph of the eye and with medical uh, explanations how the eye functions and with the terms like lens, iris, uh, uh, canal of Schliemann, and so on, so that he would know when I do exercises with him, uh, so he would know what I'm talking about. And uh, I think that even without that, it's, it seems to me that he is quite aware of our anatomy. But just in case I send 
him a short uh, write-up about the meaning of glaucoma and with the picture, so that when he calls in, I will be using terms uh, some of you may, some of you may not know, but I want you to know that Jay is already a little bit prepared. But basically, I also remember that when Jay called, I said to him that uh, our right side, both traditional Western and traditional Eastern medicine, recognize that our body, uh, different parts of our bodies, left, right, have a different meaning, different emotional connection. And that is the left side is associated with the past and also with the family of origin on, and the family connection, close connections. The right side is associated with the present and potential for the future. If I remember correctly, uh, Jay shared that something happened around the time when he started having problems. Uh, something was happening that he was dealing with the, with what was and then with his concerns about the future. By the way, right after the show, oh, wonderful. Uh, please connect uh, us with Jay. Jay, uh, welcome. Just let me finish my thought and I'm happy you called. Are you there, Jay? I am, Dr. Resnick. Great, thank you. Thank you for calling. So, uh, right after the show, uh, I received an email from a woman who had glaucoma in the left eye. And she said that, indeed, she has serious problems with close family members. And that would be connected, that obviously would be connected with the left eye. So in fact, I send her also the picture that I send to Jay, and will when I do this exercise, she will, I hope, will join us and do the exercise as well. Uh, so we have here Jay, I'm, think, I'm happy you called, and I'm happy you called Jay in the beginning of the show, so I have <laughs> as much time as I need with you. My apologies, uh, it was late last time. Yeah, uh, Jay, I wanted to ask you also, I don't remember if in the email I asked you to write down your night dreams, did I? Uh, I was just reviewing my notes. Uh, I needed to digest it more. Uh, mm -hmm. Honestly, I have not had very strong dreams lately. Yeah, okay, it's, it's okay, but first, uh, when you say strong, you kind Never of say there are weak dreams, there are good dreams, there are bad dreams, all dreams are important, just like every moment of your life is important. Every moment prepares you for the next moment. The same thing, every dream is a reflection of your inner life, and every aspect of your inner life is very important. I Possibly I didn't ask you to write this down, but I think I told you during the last show that I will spend some time with you today, and we may possibly uh, have a little talk next time as well. Because once I started working with you, um, I, I am committed. It's not just a show where I, you know, entertain people, listeners. It's a show to be, you know, my commitment is to be helpful. 
to my, my listeners. So if we, and I don't think we can accomplish today everything, uh, it's important that you write down the dreams because we may need indeed to work on your dreams because in response to the exercise that you will start doing today, your dreaming mind, or if you want to call it higher self, or if you want to call it subconscious mind, whatever it is, uh, will begin to produce dreams that will reflect either the changes that are happening or issues that need to be addressed in order for you to heal your vision. So, so it will be crucial that you pay attention to your night dreams. In fact, before you go to sleep every night, you leave a notebook open with a pen or pencil right in the notebook. Doing that, it's as if you're sending a message. You're not as if, you indeed you're sending a message to your mind. I'm going to write night dream that I remember. So you're already programming your mind to remember the dream and then we'll see. Even if a snippet of a dream comes, that's, that's fantastic, that's enough. So uh, I, I assume, Jay, you read, uh, you read the little write-up that I send you, and you have an image of the eye, how it looks on, in Medical Atlas, correct? Yes. Uh, also, having studied wellness on my own for, for many decades, and having this vision problem for a long time, I have indeed studied the anatomy of the eye. What I did not know until I saw your picture uh, that you sent is it looks like there are these, you know, most people are not familiar with this, but I am and you are, is what they call these canals of Schlem or Schlem canals. Uh, I always yeah. thought that there was only one under the eye, but I see from the diagram there's also one above the eye. So I'm still learning well, and I'm always looking to learn. Yeah, I, I, and I called it Schleman for whatever reason, but it's really, you, you pronounce it correctly, Schlem. Yeah, it's very interesting that you picked it up because, in fact, the exercise will involve the canal of Schlem. Mm -hmm. So that's the whole point. It's wonderful that you, 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 you know about uh, the eye. And so I will give you the exercise to... Uh, in a little while, but I want to make a couple of comments. You know, we both, <laughs> I, I needed to, <laughs> to to show off when you said, I built 25 push-ups, and I said, I did too, which is true. <laughs> but, uh, and then I got excited talking about other things, and we discovered, right, that we live both in Forest Hills, uh, Queens. In fact, where you go to practice Tai Chi, I sometimes go, you, you know, there are guys there uh, playing chess when it's not cold, yeah. right? I sometimes play chess. So, uh, but I uh, kind of should have probably told you right away because you spend probably another week of doing push-ups. With push-ups, you have to slow down or stop because it increases pressure in the uh, ocular nerve. So it's ah. not a good idea. Uh, much better would be for you to practice uh, something like uh, Tai Chi, uh, Qigong, 
even though with qigong there are some you have to be careful and i will i, I will i think i will connect you with someone who will who i know these exercises but i am not the specialist and i will connect you with someone who who will teach you in five minutes what to do with this exercise one more thing i would recommend um, and that's because my my sister who is a nutritionist um, recommends it uh, to take dr mercola's eye support it's capsules so again i am not a, a, a specialist on on supplements but i used to send a lot of um, cancer patients to my sister because she is a very very responsible and diligent nutritionist but now she she doesn't want to work she just enjoys uh retirement and helping out our big extensive family uh, but but she you know helps me out sometimes with with things that i'm not a specialist in so so let's go over what i want from you for now if you don't mind uh, uh stop doing push-ups for, for time you are doing the exercise that i will teach you and then we'll see we'll see your progress and you know you're here i'm here our audience is here you you will call in and you will let us know what's going on so and so so far no push-ups dr mercola i support and also the uh, chikung exercise for for the eyes but uh, you will be taught by someone else uh, and that will happen very soon so I, because i want you to once you do the imagery um, i want you to do it regularly and it's time bound which means we want you to practice for three weeks and three weeks is enough uh, to create a change in the mind body system um, and that's you know I, I don't want to take time from jay now and from possible another caller but if you guys remind me i will tell you because i give exercises very often for 21 days but there is actually experimental proofs it's a scientific fact that you can change you can change uh, our physiology not just mind but even how we we respond physically to environment in 21 days it takes 21 days so if you remind me somebody ask me what well, i will tell you about this research but now jay uh, you will be doing this exercise for three weeks uh, uh, one to two to three minutes it depends on how how long really you can focus but you don't need to do it more than three minutes three times a day for 21 days so just sit um, quietly rest your hands possibly put uh, the your elbows on the arms of the chair or if there is no there are no arms of the chair uh, put them on your lap okay Breathe breathe gently and evenly now you don't need to communicate with me just only breathe slow slow exhalations 
nice and easy inhalations, breathing out twice as slow as breathing in. And now, to become aware, sense, air coming in through the pupil of your eye. Both eyes, but we are focusing on the right one. As you breathe in, the pupil opens. Should the eyes be opened or closed? No, 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 no. It, everything happens in the imagination. Oh. Remember but should the eyes be opened or closed, though? Only the breathing, when, uh, when you breathe, you breathe physically. Everything else, when I say uh, the pupil opens, the pupil closes, you do it in your imagination. Right, but what I'm asking is, when I'm doing this exercise, should the eyes be opened or closed, or it doesn't matter? Closed. Oh, no, no, no. Totally closed. Okay. Just want to be sure. Yeah. Yeah. Each time before you sit down uh, to do the exercise, you say, I'm doing this exercise with an intention to have perfect vision. You always state the intention. Then you close your eyes. Then breathe now. And see your, as you inhale, the pupil opens. And as you exhale, the pupil closes. Now, sense the air creating a ripple of fluid and pushing the river fluid through the canal of Schlem. Feel the wave of fluid flowing through the canal. into the adjustant venous sinus, carrying fluid away into the drainage system of the body. So the fluid being pushed through the canal of Schlem and then out into the drainage system. So there is a fluidity and cleanliness. Know that your ocular pressure is returning to normal as the fluid gently is circulating. And now, see in your mind yourself closing your eyes. And then breathe out gently one time and open your eyes physically. Okay. Jay? Good. Okay. Do you want to comment? Uh, I was combining a, between listening 
trying to do it and also writing notes so I don't forget it. So, yeah, uh, that's not, not a good idea. That's not a good idea. You were distracted. No, no, that's, just, that's just this first time so right. that I can, uh, you, I don't want to forget this. I mean, if I'm going to do it for 21 days, three times a day, I want to make sure I'm doing it correctly. Jay, uh, you probably can, I, now I will do it, I will tell you quickly and you can just record. You know you have a record button uh, on your uh, screen, yeah. Skype, right? You want to record it? Uh, I just put a, a, a recording app on my phone, and I don't know if it's for radio shows or for phone calls or both. And I, I, have, I would have to find it. Okay, because, because what happens is I want you to have the impact of doing the exercise. When you were combining it with writing, you were going back and forth, you were opening your eyes, closing your eyes, and I need you to do it continuously, you see? Right, I understand. I just don't want to waste your time by no, asking no, no. you to tell me again. No, Jay, my time is with you. This is my choice. This is the, I said, the audience is here. They are benefiting from, from observing what, what we're doing. Uh, they may do it for themselves. Uh, they may be encouraged to call with their issues. It's not by a chance. Look, Ileana called and her back doesn't hurt. That's very encouraging. I want you to know, once I work with you, even though I'm aware there is audience, I am with you. You're not wasting my time. We need to do the work the right way. I need you to experience it one time and, and also re possibly record it. Uh, if not, it's okay, but, but I want you to experience it for the first time without interruption. Let's go again. Uh, but don't do anything. Don't do anything. Remember, when I say something, open your eye, close your eye, it's all, it's all in your imagination when, when we talk about the pupil. You understand? Yes. Everything in imagination. So let's go over it again. You... State in your mind, you don't need to say it out loud, I'm doing this exercise with an intention to have perfect vision. And now, breathe out, close your eyes and breathe out gently. Three times, long, slow exhalations, nice and easy inhalations. Breathing out twice as slow as breathing in. And as you breathe in, think or imagine that the pupil of your right eye opens and air comes in. As you breathe out, the pupil closes. Sense the air creating a ripple, ripples of fluid and pushing this river of fluid through the canal of Schlem. Feel the wave of the fluid going is, through the canal. I just wanted to clarify. So when I am exhaling is when I am imagining that the fluid is flowing out. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. You are imagining that, that the fluid is pushing 
through the uh, slam, through the canal of slam, draining that liquid that went into the canal out in whatever way it comes. You remember, you don't, you're trying to be too literal, but it's not necessary. Once you have the direction, the intention, the body will do the rest. Just be aware that the drainage is happening, that the liquid appears, goes through the canal, and comes out. There is continuity, and be aware that the pressure is returning to normal. That's all. Now open your eyes. Okay? Yes. So, Jay, I want you to practice it three times a day, not more than two, three minutes the most, and write down your night dreams. And if you have night dreams, call in next week. And also, um, remind me, send me an email so I connect you with the person who will teach you. Uh, it's you don't need to pay money. It's just uh, it's just a favor, you know, to me. But it will take five minutes to teach you this exercise. Okay. Very good. Thank Absolutely. you very much for calling, Jay. You'll be well. Thank you. Jay. You're welcome. Thank you very much. You're more than welcome. Uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, if anybody else wants to call, I am ready. Uh, I'm ready to take the call to discuss with you. Oh, and now we have Gwen. Gwen, you're on the air. Welcome. Hi, Dr. Resnick. How are you? Hi, Gwen. I am good. How are you? I'm okay, but my cat is literally standing on my computer and the computer's talking, so I got to leave the room. <laughs> my cat controls the computer. Okay. I had a, a question. Um, I have somebody in, in my family who is, in my opinion, acting really erratic. And I can't really figure out what it is. And so, um, the last. Gwen, I'm sorry. I don't understand what you said. Somebody who is uh, what? didn't understand. I, uh, hold on. Let me. Can you hear me now? Yes. I just didn't so, understand okay. one word. Okay. So I, I have a family member that I feel has been acting very erratic. And, uh, and I, and I really don't know what it is. Um, she's 70, but mm -hmm. I remember about uh, a couple years ago, I had her in my house and we had an argument and this is not a person that goes and makes scenes. Like she wouldn't stand at a supermarket and start yelling at somebody. Uh, she has a really, really bad temper and she's always had a horrific temper, a violent temper, but I don't remember her ever acting out in, other, other, in front of other people. And I remember we had this terrible fight, and it was over something very stupid, but she went in the hallway of my building, and she started yelling at me. And I said, you need to stop doing this. Like, this is an apartment building, and I have neighbors, and this is very embarrassing. And anyway, she's not from New York. She was visiting me. She, she grabbed her bags, and she left. And I got very nervous, and I called my friend on the phone. I said, look, we had a very bad fight, but we cannot let her walk around in New York. She doesn't know anything about New York. Let's get in the car and see if we can find her. So I said, uh, can you call her on the phone? Because I said, we had a very bad fight, and she's not going to want to talk to me because I know, you know, she holds grudges and all that. So he called her on the phone, and she actually sounded fine, like, like nothing happened. And um, 
she didn't mention the fight and she told him where she was and we went over and we picked her up and she got in the car and it was as if nothing happened at all. Nothing was mentioned about the fight. There was no attitude. There was uh, just as if it never happened. And it was really strange because I don't remember her ever being like that before. It was like she completely forgot about this pretty big incident. And, you know, she has been put in charge of my parents' care. And I'm very concerned because she, uh, my mother had a huge cancer on her face uh, when she went to visit her in September, and she didn't take her to the doctors to get it removed. She just left it there. And then the next time she was up, my mother was sick, and instead of, you know, taking her to the hospital or to a doctor, she found somebody to enroll her in hospice. And, you know, my mother is not terminally ill. It, it, It would have killed her if we left her there. But these are huge decisions, and I can't really figure out like somebody asked me if I thought she had Alzheimer's and I really don't know about Alzheimer's. I don't know if this is kind of symptomatic of that kind of thing, but she has a horrific temper, really, really bad temper. I mean, we were, the last time I saw her, we were driving and uh, we were bickering back and forth, but she pulled over to the side of the, of the road. My window was open. She locked it and she leaned against the door of the car and just started punching me in the head. And it didn't stop until two men saw her, and all of a sudden she pulled back and she, you know, like froze like a deer in the headlights. I think this is really uh, erratic behavior. Yes, Gwen. What kind of relative is she to to you? How is she related to you? She's my sister. Oh, she's your sister. I didn't hear you say say it. She's your sister? Yes, she, and and, I mean, the thing is, is that... um, Oh, I, I don't, I, I, the, the, I think the weirdest part of all this was when we had just a verbal fight and then it all, like, it just disappeared from her head. It's like she didn't even remember it. I didn't ask her, but if she had remembered it, she, you know, when we picked her up on the street, she didn't even know where she was, but she's out there as if she knows where she's going, but she doesn't know anything about New York. And she's happy, and she completely forgot this very huge fight that we had. And I just thought that was very strange behavior. And um, yes, I really, yeah. you know, I don't live near her. So, you know, if you don't live near somebody, and she's much older than me. She's 10 years older than me. So, so I, anyway, so I, I was just wondering if you had any thoughts about the symptoms that have been displayed. When I ask a question, how old is she? Oh, 70, seven zero. She's 70, yeah. You know, uh, it, it can be, what, this kind of behavior can be a result of a number of conditions. So it would not be fair of me to actually speak about her. When, when you say uh, this, big outburst that happened between you, that was hurtful to you. That was a big outburst uh, How you, as you experienced it. For her, possibly it's a way of life and therefore she didn't see this being a big deal. You see, that's, that may well, make wonderful. Yeah. You see? I mean, I, 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 as my sister is much older than me and most of our lives we had not lived uh, in, in close proximity. I've always known she had a horrific temper. I found out later on, uh, 
from my other sister who lived with her in a different state that there was a history of really, really violent behavior. You see, but, when, oh, now I, but I've never, you know, I, but I, but I, but I, but this blanking out this, this idea, I, I do know her enough to have a, a, an oral argument with her, you know, have a fight. And usually what happens is like a grudge afterwards or, you know, it, it, nothing that just turns around like that on a dime. And that was very strange behavior to me that, that, even my friend said to me, I thought, he said, I thought you guys had a horrible fight. I said, we did. He said, well, how come she doesn't, like, how come she's not saying anything? And it wasn't because she knew him. She wouldn't care. She would say what she thought. She wasn't giving me the silent treatment. She just forgot that this fight happened only like a half hour before we picked her up. And I just wondered if that had anything to do with memory disorder because, you know, it was something I never thought about, but a friend of mine, when I was describing it, said she thought that that sounded very strange and that maybe she had, like, some kind of early-onset Alzheimer's or something like that. Or I guess it's not early if you're 70, but it just was really weird behavior to me, and I couldn't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're, I don't know if you're a psychologist or a forensic psychologist or... You know, but I was, uh, I thought I'd give you a call and see if you, you wanted to weigh in. But it's interesting that you mentioned forensic because I did some research in forensic psychology many years ago in Brooklyn College, some 40 years ago. But a uh, couple of things I can say. One is regarding the violent behavior. That's not part of Alzheimer's or dementia necessarily. Um, because you, you said you said that she was like this way before she was like this uh, probably most of her life like your your friend or your sister other sister said uh, that she is acting this way so Alzheimer's. not ever with me I mean not ever in my life I, I, only one time but not ever like that I and mean, just stop in the middle of the road in the broad daylight where everybody can see you and to start punching at somebody in the head, I mean, yeah, people yeah. were watching, and, and it, it almost like it didn't matter. Like, this, it was more important to stop the car. I mean, you literally had to stop and park the car, come out, and just start pummeling me on the head. And, like, my poor parents in their 90s are watching this, and they, they're like, everybody's, like, not, I mean, this was crazy. It, it, was, it was so crazy. Yeah. I, I don't know any person in my life I've ever seen anything like this with, and you know, of course, it was very painful for me. It wasn't so wonderful being on the receiving end. But it, I think it's very strange behavior, beyond yeah. violence. You know, uh, you know the expression, money changes pe people. In reality, money does not change people. It just reveals who they are. The same thing, the war or divorce. They don't, don't change people. They reveal who they are. The same thing with possible dementia or Alzheimer's. Uh, a person who has Alzheimer's may become forgetful, but no, will not necessarily become violent. Uh, so it, it seems that the stopping mechanisms in her are loosening up, which means she expresses herself in, in immediately. It may be an onset of uh, Alzheimer's. It may be something else. Really, she would need to be a person who agrees that she has a problem, and then agree to go for an evaluation. Yeah, she'll never do that. Not in a million years. 
Only after I mean, birth. And the other, and, you know, doctor, just one other thing. I want to tell you something. She she came about five minutes from finishing off my mother, okay? And she she not only knew she, what she was doing, but she brought it to court and tried to tried to have the uh, tried to have the uh, hospice reinstated. And the judge was the one who stood in front of it and said, no, the only person who can say they want to be in hospice is your mother. And she, saw, she had my mother sign something, and, and my mother didn't know that she was signing hospice. Now, my point to you is this, is that, it was like she had to know that this was going to finish her off. I mean, you know, just taking the halder alone would have killed my mom. But the idea of not only did it not do anything, but she fought to have it reinstated. She she took it back to court and wanted to have it reinstated. It just made me think, I mean, what are you trying to do? Are you really trying to finish off our mother? I mean, when I don't know. I mean, saying, weird. From what you're saying, um, your sister is very... Uh, deliberate. She's not, when she went to court, she was very deliberate and not confused at all. So it doesn't exactly. sound like she has Alzheimer's. It, it sounds like she wants, okay. she wants when she wants it. And she, she acts quite deliberately. So, so well. you don't possibly have a, a, an Alzheimer case. You have a, an issue with the, with the character. And uh, I, mean, I don't, if, she, if, if your sister is a legal guardian of your parents, there is very little you can do except taking her to court. But why does it seem <laughs> you already spoke to me about it? Did you ever call and speak about it? I did. I'm not trying to make you feel uncomfortable about this, doctor. I know you don't feel so comfortable talking about something like this, but, you know, there's not a lot of people you can ask. And, uh, there are just some things that I just find really strange. And, uh, I mean, maybe it's just control issues. You know, maybe that's it, just control. But that's a lot of control to try to finish somebody off. Yes. But, Gwen, I want to ask you, it sounds to me that I already heard this story. Did you ever call before and speak about Oh, yeah, I, I called you before, but I don't think I told you that part of the story. I, maybe so, I did, maybe I didn't. Maybe I have Alzheimer's. I don't know. <laughs> I did call you before. <laughs> And I actually felt embarrassed to tell you the story. But, you know, we, we are in court, and I do have to, you know, it's, you know, you have to be a detective with this kind of stuff. And um, it's been really upsetting for me. I mean, uh, and, she has, and she does have a ton of money, and I don't have any money. So I'm the one, you know, who has, I'm doing everything pro se, and she's got some slick attorneys. And, um, you know, the judge told me when we started, I know it's right. But I'm going to I'm going to decide by law, not what's right. And so he is. And if you've ever been to court, you know you're into you're like in an insane asylum there. When I, I'm happy, you know that you called and had an opportunity to vent. But unfortunately, as I said, there is nothing I can suggest because there is nothing that you can do. Uh, I, I can only suggest to people to take action on behalf of somebody. Uh, when those people are interested, you understand, if somebody is interested in help, then I will say, okay, you can help a person to connect this person or that yeah. person, connect with lawyers, connect with doctors, and so on. But it doesn't seem that your sister wants to be helped in any way, and the court is the right way to go. Thank you very much for calling, Gwen. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I want to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, by the way, I'm taking calls. You're welcome to call. 
but I had another email from Chinar from Kurdistan. Unfortunately, he wrote he cannot call during the show because there is Ramadan in Kurdistan. But he wrote, and I hope I will talk about him, uh, his problem, and uh, see if I can be helpful. And hopefully he will go on, uh, on archives and find this show. I will send him an email that it is that I address it during this show. So his problem is scoliosis. So if you think about scoliosis, you know, it's a curvature in the spine, in some part of the spine. And if you imagine the spine and how this curvature goes, it looks like a question mark. It looks like a question mark. Remember, nothing in our body happens by a chance. Everything is a response to something in our life. So first, uh, Chinar, I'm doing the exercise with you. You close your eyes, breathe out gently three times, and say to yourself mentally, I'm doing this exercise to stand tall to stand tall. And now, once again, breathe out one time and imagine yourself being a question mark. Bend over, not knowing what to do. Feel the pain of it. And now breathe out physically one time and imagine yourself being an exclamation mark. And now standing tall, see yourself being seven feet tall and walking proudly, then open your eyes. Now as you see this exercise, literally supposed to take not more than 20 seconds. It took more than 20 seconds because it took me time to talk. Uh, but when you do it on your own, it can be even 15 seconds. And you do it at least five times a day for three weeks. Then see what happens. Now, but that's only a part of the work. This is for the symptom. But it's not by a chance the spine became a question mark. Question mark is being kind of stuck, not knowing what to do. Uh, depending on when, I don't have you, Chinar, here with me, so I cannot ask you when you started having scoliosis, at what age it appeared, when you were a child, when you were an adult, uh, what was happening in your life. But I would want you to, to question that. And since we are in touch, through email, you can send me an email. I know you, I received from you a couple of emails and your mother's gentleman, you don't write two, three pages emails because then I object because it takes me forever to read them. But you can write uh, when it started uh, and see if, see if I'm right by saying that there is some kind of indecision or question you have in your life and that 
at least started the problem, was the, the genesis of the problem, and now the problem is there. So uh, you need to correct the symptom, but also you need to address the issue that started the problem in the first place. Okay, now, ladies and gentlemen, here there, are, there is Gia or Gia. Uh, I'm sorry if I mispronounce your name. Uh, Gia, you're on the air. Am I pronouncing yeah. your name correctly? Yes, Dr. Vesnik, you are. Okay. Thanks for calling, Gia. I'm, I'm listening. We are all listening. Oh, thank you. Um, I have a simple question, and uh, you always end your show so delightfully with Be Happy. Could you please give us all... <laughs> Hello? And what, what is your question or comment? My, my question is, please go in depth and help us to all embrace being happy. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> what a question. <laughs> you know, uh, it, thank you. It's like actually a compliment when you say that I say be happy. I Most of the time I say something else. But you reminded me of my teacher of blessed memory, Colette. She is the one who used to say when people would leave, she would say be happy. And in fact, in 2003, I was not there, uh, even though I spent 13 years traveling to Jerusalem to spend time with her. But that that year, uh, I did not. I was not there with her that month uh, in 2003. She taught her last class. Uh, she said to everyone, "Thanks for coming. Be happy." And then, and when everybody left, she closed her eyes and died in the chair that she taught for so many years. Yeah, and my, my last memory also of, of her is when, when she was um, saying goodbye to me. Um, it's a Mediterranean tradition where I would be standing atop, on top of the staircase. It like, like, was like seven or eight steps down, actually, because, you know, in, in Jerusalem there were hills. And so she lived in a, her apartment, which was a few steps down from the main road. So she was at the bottom in her little garden, and I was on the top of the staircase. And she took a glass of water and poured it from me all the way to her, or from her to all the way to me. And that meant she was making a bridge between me and her so that I would come back. And mm. then she was saying, be happy. And, uh, but unfortunately, last time when she poured this water was the very last time that I physically could see her, though I communicate with her so, so often. She's in, on my mind, I would say, if not daily, <laughs> but for sure many times a week, I think about her. Mm -hmm. But going back mm -hmm. to your when, question. When, when you say that, I got some kind of, I, I had to know what was behind that because I did get that something opened up in me I, and I had to ask that question. Yeah, it's a very good question. How to be happy? And um, one time, again, my teacher was asked 
um, how would when, when she said, what do you want to somebody? You know, I was visiting her and she kept receiving uh, clients. She called them students. She never had patients. Um, she called them students because we are all students in, of life. And when she, when somebody came in and she said, what, what do you want? And the woman said, I want to be happy. And Colette said, happiness cannot be a goal. Happiness is a consequence. That is, human beings are dwelling creatures. We dwell. We don't. We don't just uh, sit and like maybe uh, some uh, creature that takes a little like in the water um, sea enemy, for example. It catches microscopic organisms to to eat and to survive. We we don't live like this. We do something with our without with our life. And so you may want to become a doctor and that as a consequence you may be happy or miserable. You may be want you may want to be a librarian and you may be as a result miserable or happy. You may want to have children and maybe happy or miserable. It's all through making choices. But when, when I say be happy, or when Colette said be happy, we were, we were basically saying make choices. Okay. Make choices. Period. Not karma. Choices that are so good. No. It's better to make a choice and to find that this is not the choice, the consequence you want, and make the next choice. And the next choice, and the next choice. Finally, you find what you want, rather than sitting in indecision, hoping to become happy, but being afraid to make choices. But by the way, at the end of each show, I don't say. I did say, quoting Colette, "Be happy." But what I usually say, peace. <clears throat> excuse me, peace to all who want to live in peace. And somebody actually. Uh, wrote an email to me and said, you say peace to all who want to live in peace. And what about those who don't want to live in peace? And my answer was death and destruction. I am not a pacifist, but I am for peace for those who want to live in peace. Okay. But, I, I but if somebody doesn't want to live in peace, uh, it is my responsibility if they want to take to kill me is to kill them or to do because because if somebody is attacking me I don't know they want to kill me or want to, or want to injure me so I have absolutely right to protect myself I believe so when when people say oh you should have say no you should have uh, say I'm not going to to give you my wallet and they will say oh okay okay then then excuse us no it means they it's violence they are attacking you then i have right to protect myself in every possible way but those who want to to be in peace i wish them peace so okay. so the, the answer is like look for example and I am uh, 
biased for sure. But uh, state officials of Iran say death to America, say death to Israel. When they see, if it's a uh, people on the street, you know, some people uh, may like some people and some people may not. And that's absolutely their, their right. May, it's absolutely the right of a person to, to say, I hate your accent. It's okay. I hate you from Ukraine. I hate people from Ukraine. Or you are Jewish. I hate the Jews. It's absolutely their right. But if they want to hurt me, then it's absolutely my right to protect myself. So, uh, but if it's on the street, if people on the street of Iran scream death to Israel, uh, it's their right. But if the government says we'll we are going to build a nuclear bomb or we're going to destroy you with our air force, I am surprised that Israel did not attack them yet, because this is a government officials. When the government officials of Iraq did not even say that they're going to destroy America, the Saddam Hussein, but just we suspected that they're building nuclear bomb. We, we attacked them and we killed hundreds of thousands of people and a few thousand of our young men died for nothing and women. So, but here, Officials are threatening the existence of a whole state. So my belief, if I were, fortunately, I'm not a prime minister, but I would feel totally justified starting a war quickly, destroying their army because they are planning, they declared that the state declared that they want to annihilate any country. For that reason, for example, right now, Russia is attacking Ukraine. Ukrainians have... 100% right to protect themselves in any country. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I got carried away with this. <laughs> Not to say, I, I, you know, you brought that up. I, I hesitated to ask you anything about your position on worldviews because I figured this is not the way you want your... Um, mm, energy to go so i but i'm i'm so I'm glad you opened that up but you know you anybody thank you for for bringing it up i welcome anybody asking any question it doesn't mean that i will want to answer every question but if somebody asks a question and i'm not interested in the discussing let's say somebody asks me about my personal life and i don't want to talk i will say you know something this is not i'm not some it's not something that i want to share with you but it's still a not, will be an honest answer. But people have absolutely the right to ask. I would like to ask you something personally. Do you have a better half that shares such a beautiful soul? <laughs> thank you, thank you. That's very nice to hear. Uh, so yeah, again, thank you very much, by the way, for calling. Uh, uh, and be happy. One thing that could be happy. So the bottom line is that that's, I'm pretty much a bottom line person, yes. and choices, choices, and and if you if those choices are not making you happy, just think it through and make better choices. That, yeah, that, that's, that's the key, because stagnation stagnation mm -hmm. breeds disease. It's better to make choices and make four five uh, choices that 
didn't produce. It wasn't even mistakes. It's just mm -hmm. was something experimentation that would bring you to success. Just like Thomas uh, mm -hmm. uh, Edison said, I did not fail 500 times with the bulb. I and then would you say that's a nice solution, though? Yeah, yeah. So uh, you try and try again and try again, and the mm -hmm. journey of trying itself gives you meaning and and fills your life. So you're not stuck. Mm -hmm. So that keep, word try is something I told my kids when they were younger. Don't don't be upset with yourself. Just keep trying, trying. So now you brought me back to basics. Absolutely. There is no such thing as failure. There is just experience. And experience okay. tells you if you're in the right direction. If you're not in the right direction, you change the direction. That's all. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate Thank that. Thank you for calling. Now, now I put a smile on my face and be more, and be more happy. <laughs> and be happy, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, now you. it's already 2.57. Uh, time runs fast when you're having, having good times, they say. I want to thank you all for for being with me today. Again, if you have um, any thoughts or comments, please you can email them to me. Or like Chinar, for example, he wrote a request, and I and I gave him the exercise. And if you cannot call during the show, send me an email and and ask me questions uh, ask me to address some issue and i will be happy to do it but the best is if you call in because then i have an opportunity to ask you specific questions and to tailor whatever assignment i give to your unique uh, temperament and personality anyway uh, i'm happy uh, you were with me today thank you again and i'm looking forward to having your attention uh, next Tuesday, be happy <laughs> and peace to all who want to live in peace.